Although the characters we discuss are fictional, the challenges people face every day are not. The information we provide in this podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only and should not be used in place of advice from a mental health or medical professional. If you are struggling with mental health issues, please seek professional help. Thanks for listening and welcome to the Jedi Council Podcast, where we explore mental health in your favorite fictional characters. Welcome to the next episode of the Jedi Council Podcast. This is your graduate student co-host, Brandon Saxton. And your other co-host, Katie Gordon. How, how are you doing today, Katie? I'm doing well. How are you? Not too bad. I'm I, I'm abiding, you could say, <laughs> if, if I can allude to our topic of the day. Well, I'm glad to hear that. So today we're going to be talking about a movie that is 20 years old. Yes. The Big Lebowski. But it remains very good. It's probably one of the movies I've repeatedly watched, and I, I tend to rewatch movies mm-hmm. and shows a lot, but that's definitely in my top five. I mean, I've seen it so many times. Top five favorite movies that you like to rewatch, or top five in terms of frequency or number of times that it's been rewatched, or both? I would say both. Okay, I wow. mean, you know in The Office when they're like, if you're on a desert island and you can only yeah. pick five movies, Big Lebowski would definitely be oh, one nice. for me. Yeah, so. it's really funny. It is. I And it's also, it's just, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. And, <laughs> and there's just something that I really enjoy about it. So anyway, I think that um, we talk about serious topics on here, yeah. of course, when we talk about mental health stuff and um, recently, we've been covering some very serious episodes, mm-hmm. so I just like to kind of mix it up a little with yeah. having things that are a little bit lighter. Although, once I started rewatching it with the Jedi Council frame of mind, I did catch a few serious things oh, in for it. Sure. Like, for example, um, seeing Philip Seymour Hoffman and thinking yeah. about how he died by drug overdose and things like that. Mm-hmm. But then some lighter things, of course, with the brilliant Walter. And the dude, yeah. and Donnie. I mean, and Donnie, yeah, yeah, there are just a lot of great people on it. So anyway, all that's to say is that I'm excited to talk yeah, about it. Absolutely. So I think we'll probably start off by talking a little bit about the dude, maybe referencing a blog post that we had written um, back in 2016 about mm-hmm. the dude in the early Jedi Council days, the Padawan days of the Jedi Council. <laughs> uh, maybe talk a little bit about the Coen brothers and the movie and kind of, I think, this is just my, my prediction. Today we'll just sort of set the stage, and I'm guessing we'll have at least one or maybe two more episodes where we're going to dig into some things that might be related to the dude, uh, like marijuana use, uh, or maybe mindfulness, or uh, just sort of topics like that that have more of that mental health spin, but that's kind of what I'm predicting. Yeah, so we'll see where this goes, but it's likely to be at least a sequel, but maybe oh, yeah, even sure. a three-parter. Yeah, which, uh, if there was ever a movie that deserved it, it's The Big Lebowski. That's true. Yeah, for sure. So, how did you first come to know or see or love The Big Lebowski, Katie? When I was in college, my friend, um, or the person who I was dating at the time, uh, was like, you have to see The Big Lebowski. And I had no idea what it was about. I'm like, is it some like baseball movie? Sure. I don't know why I thought that, actually. I love that. <laughs> I love rethinking it. I mean, it's it's just not a baseball movie i mean i don't know where i got that from but anyway i watched it and the first time i watched it i'm like you know what am i watching i don't understand what's going on and this is real weird but then he's like no no no, you gotta just watch it again i was like okay and this is the same person who um and like 
I got into Star Wars because I'm not sure. one of those people who was into the original trilogy. I got into right. it when Phantom Menace came out. So same person. So anyway, I trusted his taste. Mm -hmm. And so I, I watched it. And then after that, I just kept watching it. And I think a lot of expressions and sayings from the movie became part of my everyday kind sure. of uh, way I spoke with people. And, I mean, that continues. I mean, even the March of Science, which was, I think it's coming up on a year mm -hmm. ago. And as you may recall, my sign was the dude yes. based and talking about how without science, that's just like your opinion, man. So, I mean... Now that I think about it, I've been repeating things for about 20 years. People sure. might be sick of it, especially since they're not my original jokes remotely. But but anyway, I enjoy it, and it's always fun to meet other people who are really into to the Big Lebowski. Like, I've worked with people who have Big Lebowski tattoos and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And it's just, it's always fun. Um, how about you? Uh, kind of a similar story. Uh, during undergraduate, I had a friend. His name is Patrick, and he was a, a pretty big film buff, studied film as an undergraduate, uh, made a lot of really cool student films, now works on The Punisher at Netflix. Cool. Uh, yeah, and Very he, cool. Yeah, so he at one point, uh, you know, he liked to make sure everyone saw, like, all the good movies, so he would host, like, little movie nights and be like, like, it wouldn't be like, yeah, we're going to watch, like, the latest cool movie that came out. It would be like, no, we're going to watch these classic movies, and I'm going to pick it, and, and you can come. Um, which I'm glad I did. Uh, for that one, at least. Um, I didn't like every movie. <laughs> that's, see, it's hard because it's like when someone... Real, and I know, because mm. I recommend things like when I like music mm. or I like movies or TV shows, like, I have to, like, tell myself, like... Play it cool. Yeah. <laughs> Don't force it too much because they're not going to want to watch right. or listen to it if you're pressuring them. <laughs> so, like, when you're actually watching a movie or TV show, when you're showing it and you're sitting there with them, like, you can feel them looking at your reactions yeah, to see sure. <laughs> you're responding. And that pressure is just a little much for me. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a lot. And maybe, I guess, for full transparency, the, the specific memory I'm recalling of the time he sat us down for a movie that I didn't like was The Zodiac. Oh, okay. Um... Oh, the it, like the serial killer yeah. movie? Yeah. A real snoozer, if I remember right. You know, I don't remember it that well, so maybe I, I had the same impression. I remember it being about eight hours long. It's with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, and Robert Downey Jr. It's, eight it's hours. in real time for each event. That's the literal joke that I made while I was watching it because wow. I didn't like it. But the one that I did like was The Big Lebowski, and, and I've liked it since. And of course... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a great movie. Some strikes um, and some gutters. Right, absolutely. Isn't that, the, isn't that how it goes? Um, and, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, I did a little reading just to kind of understand kind of the history of it. And from what I, from my, what I gathered, when the film actually came out, people didn't really care for it that much. Uh, it was met with pretty low box office sales and kind of panned a little bit. But obviously since then, I mean, still has a, a really intense fandom and following to this day. Like you said, people with tattoos, I mean, that's that's pretty significant. Um, and people who still really get a kick out of it. So uh, myself and, and yourself included. Yeah, there's a great documentary. I don't know if it's still on Netflix. It was called The Achievers, I think. And it, it oh, was sure. all about the fandom and that was mm -hmm. really cool. And then, you know, the dude is based off of this guy Jeff that they mm -hmm. really know and some of the things like I mean they took a lot from things that he actually did like historically which I think is cool um we'll link to one of the videos for yeah. other 
people who want to listen, but I, I love that they based it off of a real person and that the whole premise of the movie is kind of like, how can we get these interesting characters to interact, be goofy, funny, and everything else in this just weird situation? Yeah. I mean, there it's just pure coincidence that he has the same last name as this yeah. guy and then he gets like this like laid back guy who's just trying to yeah. bowl isn't working or whatever like just gets roped into this mm-hmm. whole kind of scandal and mystery yeah. and all these other things and so i just love that idea um i think i've learned since being here it's also kind of big because um the cohen brothers are from minnesota they're from a suburb that's outside of minneapolis but they really, I think, try to show some of that culture mirrors things that they do. And for example, in this case, um, Bunny Lebowski is from Moorhead, Minnesota. Yeah. And so when they're trying to get her back, show her this picture of the family farm. Yeah. And so they sometimes have had events since I've been here at the bowling um, alley in Moorhead that's specifically like a Lebowski type of celebration. Oh, that's cool. And I have seen like it's pretty common to have these bowling alley like cosplay and all and so these yeah. are real dedicated folks oh yeah absolutely some of the costumes are really clever too yeah. like you have people dressed as the characters but then some of them are dressed as like one thing one person said in the movie it gets pretty obscure. okay that's pretty cool yeah. I, i'll have to check something like that out sometime yeah it, it's it's fun if you're interested in also the fandom type stuff so anyway um and then on top of that i have a book about um that jeff bridges did with someone else i hate when i forget things and have to look them up on here but anyway it's basically about the the zen of the oh dude. sure i'm familiar with that yeah. yeah um and it's called i think the dude and the zen master yeah the dude and the zen master and it, it's interesting because it has um jeff bridges and bernie glassman kind of working together to talk about uh, some of the spirituality that comes out yeah. from this movie, which is pretty cool. I have it. I have not read it. Okay. We have another connection to Jeff Bridges, too, actually. His wife, who I believe he met at a national park that she was working, is from Moorhead. So Jeff Bridges would come into Moorhead occasionally. And oh, was wow. see- I never saw him, Shoot. but people would tell me they would see him at some places. Um, so anyway, lots of connections that are kind of fun. And then, of course, like the Coen brothers, one of their most famous films around here is Fargo. Right. Even though it wasn't filmed in Fargo. And they originally called the movie um, Brainerd, but mm. didn't think that sounded real good. Another Minnesota town, as you know. Um, but... I mean, it's kind of a big deal here in the Chamber of Commerce. They have a wood chipper in the Fargo Theater downtown. They have um, Marge, Mm -hmm. the police officer from Fargo, a huge wooden statue. And so I think that people in Fargo really embrace it. Before I interviewed for a job here, that was the only thing I knew about Fargo was the movie. Certainly the accents were a popular part of that movie. Mm -hmm. And I mean... Listeners, you can tell us if you hear any of that in Brandon. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's exaggerated in the movie, of course, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know how much of it there is. I just prob- I mean, I say Ufta a lot, for sure. There you go. I, certainly <laughs> in, uh, in... I don't say it a lot, but I type it a lot <laughs> via messaging. That's true. Uh, but I don't vocalize it so often. The, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, You Betcha, which like yeah. is featured in the, in the movie a lot, mm-hmm. is a thing. Like There are a lot of things... That have like coasters, shirts oh, yeah. that are printed Fargo. Wait, oh yeah, you betcha. Oh, yeah. Keychains. Like, uh-huh. so it seems like the city has a pretty good 
sense of humor. Oh, though, yeah, I think which so, I too. like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is, and they have showings of it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then when they did the TV series, which I haven't seen, mm-hmm. have, of course, they um, actually did some scenes with the real Fargo Police yeah. Department. So Really cool. Uh, awesome show. I can't recommend it. So enough. lots of connections. Even though The Big Lebowski takes place in Los Angeles, yes. thought we'd mention some of the connections to... Fargo, we don't get a lot area. of those no, movies, <laughs> so, so forgive really. us for, for really just just enjoying the ones that we do have. That's right, and and maybe for fun, I will post some pictures or links to the wood chipper. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Like I've never gone and seen it in all my time living here, but that's shocking. Yeah, it's pretty bad. But... <laughs> no, it's a touristy thing, and I think since you're kind of from not yeah. that far, it's not as mm-hmm. big of a deal. It's true. Let's talk a little bit about the dude. Okay. I've got a quick. I've got a, a six-point bio of the okay. dude for us to set the stage. His birthday is December 4th, 1942. His real name, of course, is Jeffrey Lebowski. He's single and unemployed. He enjoys smoking marijuana, drinking white Russians, and bowling, even though we never see him bowling in the movie. Uh, he does live in California, and he's also known as his dudeness, or El Duderino, if you're not into that whole brevity. That thing. is true. So that's... Almost everything you need to know about the dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good back. You know, he is a likable fellow. That's like, I. so I jotted down some notes while I was mm-hmm. re-watching it for, to kind of talk about it. And that was like my main thing. Like, he's just so pleasant and likable. I mean, and, his landlord's not thrilled that he's not paying his rent. No. But he does go right. to his but he, Yeah, he goes to his, his cycle. To his cycle <laughs> dance. Uh, and, and you even get the impression that the landlord does kind of like him. Like, he came to sort of talk to him, uh, I mean, about rent, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but, but he went to go watch him yeah. do his thing, and mm-hmm. that was that was awfully supportive. He yeah. seems like a generally a, a nice guy. Um, I will also link to our psych, fictional psych yeah. evaluation that we did on him, too, because we go into a little more details. But um, I won't repeat everything but if you watch this on amazon did you notice that they have little trivia points i I did but i turned them off because i just wanted to enjoy the movie again because it had been quite a while since i've seen it it's too distracting but one of the early ones i did see is that a lot of those clothes were actually jeff bridges clothes oh that's so good those jelly sandals (laughs) (laughs) that's really funny (laughs) which i love (laughs) he looks so comfortable he really does and you know i think they kind of open up with um saying that the dude is one of the laziest people and like yeah. the laziest in Los Angeles County, which would put him in the running worldwide. But like he gets a little, you know, motivation when it comes to certain things. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he gets kind of activated about going back and his rug. I mean, Walter kind of stirs him in that direction. Yes. But but anyway, yeah, likable guy, uh, laid back. Yeah, or when he does get a little bit more activated when he thinks bunny is a natural yeah, danger that's does. like he's like no like this this poor woman's going to die yeah. we need to do something that's about the most action you sort of ever see yeah yeah and he does get he does have limits he gets pretty frustrated with yeah. Walter, but like who <laughs> that, and then walter does the old switch thing where he's like calmer than you are yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, you were just pulling a gun out <laughs> one of the funniest scenes uh, is when he's on the phone with walter yeah and, and yeah it's just at the end, though, he does, like, no, I'll be at practice. That part really does crack mm-hmm. me up. Because um, yeah. he's he's finally like, yeah, there is an underlying message to this. I'm mad. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty funny, yeah. 
I don't need to reiterate the whole movie, but I'm probably going to a little bit. <laughs> it's just, it's hard not to. It's just so tempting. So, so yeah, I, I think, so we pick up with <laughs> the dude being mistaken for mm-hmm. the other Jeffrey Lebowski and, like, getting his head shoved into the toilet. Yeah. And... Um, Which we responds to pretty pleasantly he, when they're asked he, where the yeah, money is. Yeah, I probably would have, it's like, not the rug man later. Yeah. And then it, it's just, like... I probably, I mean, later he gets upset yeah. about it, but, you know, he's even, I mean, and another one of the great lines there is, like, they look at his um, bowling ball, and he, they're like, what yeah. is this? He's like, obviously, you're not a golfer, yeah. or whatever, which is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> so anyway, that's, it seems like he's probably just going to let it go, but then Walter kind of is like, it really tied the room together, did it yeah. not? And then he's like, okay, we actually need to do this thing. Yeah. And and that sort of sets off the whole plot, uh, because the dude goes to see the, 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 the big Lebowski, really, uh, who is the, the Jeffrey Lebowski that the people were actually looking for. And that kind of sets off the whole plot there in, uh, in, what I you kind of already hinted at this, but it does get pretty uh, complicated, and I like how the the dude continues to talk about that when he like, discusses it with people. He's well, like, there's a lot of ins and outs, a lot of what have you, a lot of facets to this. Uh, that that really cracked me off that theme. Uh, but he has a weird thing where he repeats things that he yeah. hears in a later context, which is like that's just such a creative way. Like he's like this aggression will not stand yeah. because he's like popping off of like Bush Senior talking about yeah. Kuwait, and then he just like adds it in later, or he repeats stuff that Maud said in yeah. like a context where it no longer really fits. It's kind of it's just really it, funny. It is funny, and I think that you know he one of the scenes where he confronts well when walter confronts it you know walter just has a number of ideas he feels strongly about but i was thinking another thing that i've used in the past in my abnormal psychology slides when i'm talking about malingering and how you can Mm -hmm. tell if people are malingering i usually have a picture of when walter picks the real jeffrey lebowski out of his wheelchair and he's like this guy can walk and then he just like completely falls on his face and i'm like like don't do that but i don't think anyone in the class gets it so now i just put the picture up and like if there are some other achievers out there they can smile they know what i'm talking about but otherwise i don't want a lot of blank stares so anyway that is not a good way for the record to test if someone is malingering faking bad and faking an illness the dude wasn't impressed he has like a horrified (laughs) look on his face for like 20 seconds before he's like, help he me, help him in the chair. He really does. But you may have noticed when Walter gets stuck in an idea, he doesn't really back down. No. Like, at the diner where he's yelling. Yep. And, they're asking. and then he's, I'm going to finish my coffee. Exactly. Or the car. Which is why we'll talk more about Walter and some of the issues he has going yeah. on, maybe related to anger, and there seem to be some other things going on. But let's get back to the dude. Yeah. What kind of, if, if we're looking at the dude through a mental health framework, yeah. okay, he's in, he seems like, not too distressed and pretty cool mm-hmm. until this stressor happens. But do you see any kind of, from a mental health perspective, symptoms that the dude exhibits? So th- this is one of these classic fictional characters where we maybe have to read into things just a tiny bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some, there are a couple of things that that you pick up on the dude. Uh, he likes to he likes to use marijuana and he likes to to uh, drink. Um, and I think at one point. He, 
I mean, he uses marijuana while he's driving, so that 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 could certainly be dangerous. And is he drinking while he's driving too? At one point, I couldn't yeah, tell if that was a beer or what he was drinking. Because I think he drops his joint in his lap and yes. then pours alcohol on top of it okay. to put out the fire. I thought that was alcohol, but I just which is ill advised. Yeah, it's not great. Up too well, so it's like yeah, if we're looking at like a cannabis use disorder or something right. like that, defined by the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders as a problematic pattern of cannabis use leading to significant impairment or distress as manifested by at least two of 11 specified symptoms. Um, we definitely see, like you're saying, he's using it in some dangerous situations mm-hmm. which are physically hazardous, like driving. But I would argue we also see like a, um, the... The symptom of a great deal of time is spent in activities necessary to use cannabis. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's using it almost constantly. Yeah. So that's taken a lot of time. Yeah. And then the third one that I would argue that we kind of see that brings him above threshold is the craving or strong desire or urge to use mm-hmm. cannabis. Again, we're reading into a little yeah. bit. That's not the main point of it, but... There are some things that stand out if we had to yeah. talk about from a mental health perspective. So I mean, like when he asks to to can I smoke a J right in front of people? Yeah. That's like that suggests that maybe he really like has a pretty strong desire to smoke. Like, yeah, until he leaves or or whatever, you know, just as as an example. No, exactly. And he does. We don't get a lot of other information about like the other substances, other than of right. course we see him drinking it sometimes. But he does tell Maud that he was adhering to a pretty strict drug regimen to keep my mind limber. So that does yeah. suggest that, you know, there's some stuff going on. And, of course, he mentioned some LSD use. Yes. And so the timeline that he's in, that kind of, we want to consider those factors. Right. But this is years later, and how much is it affecting him? I don't know if he was always just a laid-back right. guy or... The nature of his unemployment, maybe he doesn't need mm-hmm. to be employed, but it's also possible that some of his substance use might interfere with that. I'm not sure. Right. We don't have enough information. No, for sure. And we really want to talk about it. Yes. <laughs> <So> <laughs> sometimes we have to do that. Um, do you think that he has an adjustment disorder following the loss of his, I, the dude's rug? I, I, uh, I don't think so. Okay. Um, it's certainly the only thing... I, I think it's sort of a relative uh, comparison because it's the only, one of the only things we ever see him care about. Yeah. <laughs> so if we sort of just consider his baseline of, of caring about things, I think it makes it seem pretty extreme yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think you're right. I don't think... I mean, he definitely does some things that are out of a typical reaction. Yeah. I would right. say, but I don't know that it that it crosses a threshold into like uh, impacting his function, at least from the rug. Because then right. later money gets introduced yes. into the picture, and then, like you said, Bunny, they're worried about that poor woman and yeah. all that stuff. So it's kind of takes off. So so if he was distressed or concerned, I I think probably the cannabis use would be the main thing, and at least maybe a harm reduction pathway to see if there are ways yeah. he could maybe not drive right i mean he was while in a car using lots of drugs yeah because he, of it we saw did, that yeah yeah and you do wonder about some other stuff that he does that's a little like parking in a handicapped spot yeah. that was his car right and, yes. her, and they thought it was towed although clearly right. <laughs> stolen yeah the weird thing the Collins must know a lot of very interesting people because i was distracted once more by the amazon 
streaming trivia. Oh, sure. Did you see that, like, that Larry's homework thing was based off, like, they had a friend who found someone's homework in the car and they drove out to the kid's house and put it in a ziplock. Like, that was <laughs> a real story. That makes it a lot more <laughs> Like, funny. they didn't, there wasn't the bashing of the car sure. after. <laughs> but I'm like, who does that? It's very strange. So, like, either they're super uh, creative geniuses or they just have happened to meet a number yeah. of very interesting people who say weird, funny stuff. That... That not to just continue because it's true for the whole movie, but that scene is very funny because the dude is just trying to interrupt him, and then Walter just goes, "No, no, is this your Marcus?" It really does. Then he uses some non-appropriate language. Oh yeah, it escalates for sure. <laughs> no, it's good. So let's say in a world where because we should throw in something mental health right, yeah, in here, right? Not just laugh about how funny the movie is. That's true. Let's say the dude has cannabis use disorder and it is problematic. Mm-hmm. Let's say maybe is related to his unemployment. Maybe it's affecting his bowling game. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's something that's that's bothersome to him. Then we would probably look for one of the evidence based approaches mm-hmm. um that is used for enhancing motivation for change, like motivational interviewing or motivational enhancement therapy, which we've talked about mm-hmm. before. Um, and there are some other types of things we can link to. Um, there is a kind of working in cognitive behavioral therapy, again, often involves um, things like harm reduction, like not driving while you're smoking or high right. or intoxicated or whatever it is. And so probably those options would be given to the dude yeah. should he be so interested. Yeah, I think so. I think I could see the dude really in, like, clicking with motivational interviews. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Because he's just very agreeable. And yeah, that's true. Some of that. Yeah, the dude's personality in terms of, like, the big five personality traits, mm-hmm. which are found throughout um, kind of in psychology research, mm-hmm. you find these these big five. Um he definitely is high in agreeableness, whereas oh, yeah. Walter is probably the extreme opposite side of that. Um, yes. I think. <laughs> I think so. he's, he's antagonistic. Yeah, and once he gets an idea, there's almost, like, until it escalates almost to, like, the critical point of, like, someone's going to be harmed or he's going to be imprisoned, uh, or the person who he's interacting with just leaves. He will not deviate. Yeah, so so, so, so we'd put him low on that. Yeah. Um, what about openness to experience? That's another one of the big five. Where do you put the dude on that uh, one? Like one, one, 100% <laughs> maximum, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He is. Like, I mean, the openness to experience, people who are high in that are curious, imaginative, open to new ideas, seek new experiences for their own sake. Yeah. That's, I think that's pretty pretty much describes the dude exactly yeah and low on this factor conventional in their beliefs and attitudes rigid in their beliefs set in ways less emotional responsive that's not really the dude no um conscientiousness um (laughs) yeah i i don't think the dude is very conscientious i i agree with you on that i think sometimes people conflate conscientiousness a little bit with like like they get along well with people but it's not really he 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 gets along with people but he's he's not really doing anything no he doesn't 
Uh, I mean, he's not paying his rent. He's not doing these things that... He's not reliable. No. And actually, since I was looking at... Apparently, I do use the dude as an example of low-consciousness in my abnormal (laughs) psychology class. Because high in the factor is organized, reliable, hardworking, self-directed, punctual, scrupulous, ambitious, and persevering. Low is aimless, unreliable, lazy, careless, lax, and negligent. That's... That's more of the dude. Yeah, for sure. So he's more of... That when I teach this in class, I actually have students do the ten item personality inventory. You know the brief measure that is uh, has decent properties in terms of validity and reliability for how short it is. So I have them; they can kind of see their mean scores and compare it to the. Do they enjoy that? They seem to like it. Yeah. They do. So I always tell them, though, like, remember, you're rating yourself. Yeah. So when I give you this feedback, I'm not calling you whatever your right. score is. Like that's your self perception. Um, so then moving on like to extroversion is another one of the big five, and that's people high in the factor are sociable, active, talkative, optimistic, fun-loving, and affectionate. People low not a reserve, sober, aloof, independent, and quiet. I'd say, I think he's kind of high in extroversion. I think so too, yeah. I, w- I would put him there. He generally gets along with everyone mm-hmm. who's like willing to, to chat, and, and, and you know he's pretty talkative. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Walter is pretty talkative as yeah. well. Um, Donnie is maybe low. I but, think so, too. But I can't tell what's going on with Donnie, because he kind of doesn't fully get things. Yeah. Like, Walter's like, you're like a child wandering in the middle of a movie. Yeah. But, like, he gets some things. I don't really understand what's up with Donnie. I, it seems like he's just super inattentive, and he always yeah. jumps in uh, and misses the context, is my under, yeah. or kind of how I think of it, but it, it's not clear. No, but sweet and a tragic so nice. ending. Oh, yeah. The, the real made twist. more tragic when the wind blows his ashes back into the dude's oh, face. Oh no! After a speech about <laughs> Vietnam, it's which clearly has nothing to do with Donnie. Yes. Um, agreeableness we kind of talked yeah. about, but basically the dude is seems good natured, trusting. Uh, whereas Walter's more rude, uncooperative, suspicious, yeah. irritable, irritable, ruthless, yeah. and vengeful. Yeah, yeah for that's, sure. That's Walter. As much as I adore him and his character. And John Goodman, who I just think is the best. Yeah, oh, me too. So the last one of the big five personality traits um, is neuroticism. And that's people behind this are chronically anxious, self-conscious, hostile, have poor coping skills. People are lower, kind of emotionally stable, good coping skills, calm, collected. So I would probably not put Walter on the low end of no. this. But where would the dude be? I mean... I would say he's probably pretty low. I don't. We. And I mean, uh, he's pretty calm for sure. Yeah. He's usually pretty collected. He never really, yeah. you know, becomes very dysregulated. Yeah. For the most part, I don't know if he actually has good coping skills though. Yeah. I I think some of his approach is sometimes avoidant. Yeah, like when they go bowling. Yes. <laughs> Instead of sometimes dealing with some other right. things. Yeah, it's hard to tell like what part like. It's hard to tell how the dude longitudinally looked yeah. throughout his lifespan and during that snapshot what it means. We'd have to know more. Yeah, we need we need more dude. 
Yeah. <laughs> we really, I think now's a good time for a sequel. They're doing lots of reboots. What yeah, could possibly like go wrong? Rampage. Exactly. Video game. Which, movie. by the way, in my old retro console, my the second yes. retro console I got, they do have Rampage. Nice. And they have The Punisher. Oh, game, that's cool. And they have Batman and Captain America and Spider-Man. But anyway. You just sold, that's, sold me. I'm getting That's <laughs> That's irrelevant. So one of the interesting things about the Big Five since we started talking about that is that there's this study from 2008 that Renfro et al. did, which I find really interesting, where they were looking at, they did all 50 states in the United States and Washington, D.C., and they had people rate themselves on these items through self-report and did basically ranked where people were on these different characteristics Mm -hmm. by region, and then they looked to see some external factors. And not to go too much in depth, again, we can kind of link to this, it, it's interesting because when you look at, for example, California, that's one of the highest top 10 states on openness to experience. So that's a that's a good fit. The dude is yeah. kind of fits right in there. Um, North Dakota is actually the lowest, yeah. 51st, which is interesting. What do you make of that? <laughs> Seems a little bit fitting. Yeah. Coming from a, a Minnesotan neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> And oh. Minnesota's in the. It's not quite it's, there. It's no. a little. It's a little it's higher a little in openness better, to experience. Not a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, I, I'm painting with a very broad brush right yeah, now. Yeah, of course, but, there are right. individual yes. differences. These are just averages. But like, I think this changed after the sort of oil rush that happened in North Dakota. But there was a time where there's an interstate that runs north and south in North Dakota. That's like three miles into the state where the majority of the people lived on the east side of that. And the rest mm-hmm. is just a very rural, I think, mm-hmm. older uh, adult farmers who are just sort of have their life, and that's mm-hmm. just what it is. I don't know. Yeah. That's my take on it. And that's a good fit, whereas yeah. L.A. might not be right. as good of a fit. So, yeah, I think that's I think that's interesting. Um, when I, I like asking the students what they think about this and yeah. looking at that, and they usually think that this fits with their experience. Um, when we look at conscientiousness, um, California and North Dakota are more in the middle, basically, mm-hmm. for that. Um, so yeah. Nothing too striking. No, it's true. Um, so that I don't know if it's empirically true that if the dude is the laziest in Los Angeles can- County, then mm-hmm. he's probably in the running for laziest right. worldwide because they do not have it booked out by county so yeah we don't that is an empirical that. question that we can't answer um extroversion so california is kind of you know it's uh actually on the lower end and north dakota is is up there like ranked number one in the top 10 states for um high extroversion yeah. which i think reflects the the friendliness that yeah. you kind of see depicted in the movie fargo you yeah, know sure. that kind of outgoing talkative type yeah, it's situation. sort of the, well, not like another stereotype, like the North yeah. Dakota nice or the Minnesota nice. Exactly. I, I don't know, it's kind of neighborly or whatever it's supposed to be. Exactly. So, I don't fit into so that the... one. Very low extroversion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is why they're just mean. Right. Because Minnesota is kind of up there in yeah. extroversion too, highly ranked. Um, okay. So, moving on to agreeableness. North Dakota highest on agreeableness yeah. in the entire country. Minnesota is pretty high up there too, which yeah. I think extroversion agreeableness, like you said, goes yeah. kind of with the idea of Minnesota or North yeah. Dakota nice. Um, California's in there, but not necessarily an extreme end. Um, 
And then when we get to neuroticism, it's really interesting because North Dakota is very low on neuroticism, which... Good. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> Um, so anyway, and, and in California is not one of the higher states in neuroticism. You tend to see neuroticism being higher based on the way that this is mapped out um, in New England uh, kind of area and then in some other areas like Louisiana and yeah. stuff like that. In some other states, I don't immediately recognize by their shapes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Do you? No, that wasn't supposed to be mean. <laughs> Just, that's uh, no. my geographical recognition. My geographical recognition is pretty poor, too. I used to know them all, but those <laughs> memories have been replaced with knowledge of Batman. <laughs> so so anyway, we've now given you a personality constellation of the yeah. dude, some of Walter. We've talked a little bit about the Big Five, which we'll link to for people who want more information. We talked ever so briefly about cannabis use disorder. Yeah. And maybe we can just talk about what we'll do in our next episode. Yeah, that sounds great. Um I'm I want to talk a little bit about mindfulness. Oh yeah, uh, sorry about that. Not, not <laughs> in this episode. I think I'll say oh, okay. that. Yeah, oh, cuz I've got quite one. a bit planned okay. for it. Uh so I want to talk a little bit about mindfulness and two And did that uh, come from cuz the dude is kind of looks like he's meditating when he's listening to the A little bit. And, and actually someone had asked on oh, Twitter okay. like are you going to talk about mindfulness mm-hmm. in relation to the dude? And it's a little bit of a stretch mm-hmm. because of course mindfulness isn't just being like super agreeable right um but i thought i don't know if we've done a lot of in-depth mindfulness mm-hmm. so i connected it um so i want to talk a little bit about mindfulness in the future and a couple of the specific treatments that incorporate mindfulness so we've got that on the on the agenda for sure i wanted to talk a little bit more like we talked about um with walter's anger issues and oh, whether yeah. it's connected to inter and explosive disorder or not and um you know of course if that's all speculation and also talk a little bit about treatment and therapeutic strategies that are used to help people with anger problems i have run anger mm-hmm. groups before and i know you've worked with some people who have anger, with anger issues yeah, so for sure i talk about that in addition um i want to talk briefly as i mentioned about philip seymour hoffman's um drug dependence very tragic yeah. story was sober for decades and then had a relapse and so i want to talk a little bit more about that and then I thought, um, you know, Maud says that Bunny um, is a nymphomaniac or called sideriasis in men. And so there's an interesting debate mm-hmm. in the clinical and mental health world. Well, historically, there are a lot of interesting things about how culture informs when someone determines if someone has too strong of a sexual desire, too yeah. much sexual activity, and... Um, based on what perceptions of what's culturally appropriate and and by gender and things like that. But beyond that, there's kind of an interesting debate in whether people can be have sex addiction or not. And for most of what I've read, most people seem to lean away from viewing mm-hmm. it like other types of dependence, but that people can clearly have behaviors that are problematic. So anyway, we can talk a little bit more about that. So I'm guessing there will be at least one more episode, yeah. maybe two. Uh, I thought maybe we could close out with a Twitter question that we had that I don't sure. think we have. It's going to be a speculating one. Uh, like sure. all of these, I guess, were a little bit. So our friend Chase, uh, who is on Twitter, at from Gaming Chase, asked, do you think the dude may have some version of acquired brain injury after the events of this film? Uh, which I thought was kind of an interesting question because mm-hmm. he does take, certainly in the car accident, he, he hits his head. Mm-hmm. And he, he hits his head a few times, I think. Um in terms of speculating whether he has any brain injury, of course, that would require a, a thorough neuropsychological uh, battery. 
Um, but I didn't really see any evidence of anything even like a concussion. Um, again, it's important to consider the baseline of behaviors. Yeah. <laughs> so the dude is a little bit forgetful and kind of flighty a little bit uh, just normally. So maybe if there was any sort of behavior change in that direction, you wouldn't notice it. I'm not sure. Yeah, I I mean I think I think it's true. There's nothing that stand out stands mm-hmm. out that looks like characteristic of that. But you're right. It, you really need to test it. It's yeah. not you can't judge it best from just looking at it. Yeah, a doctor did look in his ear with like a thermometer. I <laughs> but think he so. was mainly looking yeah. to see if he would be a good person for Madeva baby. With, there were right? other sort of motivations Which for that appointment. Which is really ethically problematic. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's a good doctor and thorough. Yeah. <laughs> that's great mom uh okay i've got a pearl of wisdom then we'll, okay. we'll uh, close it off for today anything else before the pearl of wisdom no i just want to say since we're going to be doing another episode or two if you have any questions or things that you want to talk to us about or even just favorite quotes or moments from the yeah. movie you'd like to share tweet them to us yeah that sounds good i should probably save this for the very end and maybe i'll just read it again after because i just like this line so much and uh so the pearl of wisdom today reads the dude abides don't know about you, but I take comfort in those words. It's good knowing he's out there. The dude taking her easy for all of us sinners. <laughs> I, I enjoy that a lot, and I think that's how we'll close for today. <laughs> all right, folks, thanks for listening in, and uh, we'll be back, be back in two weeks. Thank you for listening to the Jedi Council Podcast, a member of the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. You can find more information about our podcast or blog at www.jedi-council.com. If you would like to support the Jedi Council podcast, please check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash Jedi Council. The views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of our employers. Additionally, this podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only and should not be used in place of advice from a mental health or medical professional. If you're struggling with mental health issues, please seek professional help.